Hey, Pathfinders, and welcome back to the On Purpose Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and Tiffany is usually with me on these podcasts, but for these next uh, three weeks, it's just going to be me, where I'm bringing to you a special release of the first four chapters of our book, The Pathfinder's Journey. We're very excited to bring to you this book, and even more so to offer you the first four chapters absolutely free. And like I mentioned in last week's episode, we are giving away the first 40 people to email me at eric at onpurposeinvestor.com with your thoughts on the first chapter. And today, if you like what you heard uh, and continuing to listen to, send me an email and I'll be glad to send to you a free download of the Audible on Amazon. So what you would get is a promo code and you enter it in and boom, you have the Audible version. Now, this is week two, so they could very well have all been used up. But go ahead and email me just in case they haven't. All right, so we're continuing our journey into the book. This is chapter two, the top 10. Chapter two, the top 10. A few days after Charlie and Liza finish unpacking and get settled into their new home, they sit down for their first real meal at the dinner table. Over a glass of wine, They make small talk about the things to do in this new town of theirs and how Charlie's interview went at the fire station. Charlie is waiting on a phone call and hopeful that he'll get the job. Liza talks about her first faculty meeting at the new school and tells Charlie about her grand plans of setting up the most exciting classroom the school has ever seen. While both excited about the move and what's to come, they can't stop talking about their conversation with Dan. A flea in a jar, Liza says. I've never really thought about if there's a lid for me. I'm pretty happy where I am. Sure, it would be great to open up that art camp, but I really think I have everything I want. Charlie smiles and nods. Yeah, it's hard to think about jumping and hitting any type of lid when you're so focused on just surviving. Jumping won't pay the bills. I know I want to try some other things in life, but I'm so focused on getting a job so we can eat and keep this roof over our heads. I think I've been so focused on making it each day that I've never really thought about dreaming for more or trying to jump any higher. Charlie pauses, recalling how he had to trade his childhood afternoons playing baseball with friends to care for his mom and siblings. It was tough stepping into that role, and he wouldn't wish that on anyone. Liza nods and grins. Very true. I think it would be fun to work on that list that Dan was talking about. It'd be really interesting to see if the things on your list are also on mine. I'll go grab some paper, and we will make this a fun dinner. Liza runs and grabs two pieces of paper and some pencils and sets them down in front of Charlie and herself. Okay, no talking, Liza says excitedly. Let's just do the first five and see what we come up with. All right, Charlie says begrudgingly, not knowing what in the world he'd write. Five minutes go by, and Liza is patiently waiting for Charlie to finish. She tries to sneak a peek and notices that Charlie only has one thing listed so far. They will never finish at this rate. What's wrong, honey? Liza asks. I'm really not sure what to put down. We're supposed to be putting ten things that make us the happiest, and I'm not really sure what else makes me happy except you. Well, think of it like this, Liza says. What would make you happy if we had a bunch of money and free time? If we could do more things together, or by yourself, what would make you happy? That gets Charlie thinking, and he asks Liza, Will you put on some music and give me some time? Liza asks her phone to play Charlie's favorite music, 
bluegrass. She takes her glass of wine and her paper to the living room to leave Charlie to think. About ten minutes go by and Charlie yells, Done! He didn't just do the five things. He filled out all ten. He's excited to share and hear what Liza has put down. Charlie tells Liza his top five. One, quality time with Liza. Two, free time to do woodworking and other hobbies. Three, playing guitar and joining a bluegrass band. Four, vacations. Five, the hope of starting a family. Liza happily listens to what Charlie wrote down. While in the living room, she finished her list as well and tells Charlie her top five. One, painting. Two, starting a family with Charlie. Three, traveling to Europe to study art. Four, planning and envisioning an art camp for kids. Five, teaching and helping kids. They notice many similarities on their list, including time. Time to travel, start a family, and time to spend with each other. They realize that while not explicitly on their lists, money would be important to achieve many of the things they want. Time freedom and financial freedom. Charlie and Liza wonder, with these two freedoms, couldn't they both achieve everything on the list? Feeling accomplished with their completed lists, Charlie and Liza understand a bit more about themselves, each other, and what drives them both. Over the rest of dinner, the two of them discuss the vacations they would take, how many kids they want, where would Liza's art camp be, and what woodworking projects would Charlie do. Despite their excitement, they both feel lost. What's next? Liza asks. I think I need to go see Dan again, Charlie says. I think so too. I'm going to drop by tomorrow and see if he's home. Are you okay with me going over there without you? I know you have work tomorrow. Of course. I know you're waiting on the phone call from the fire station, and this is a great way to spend your time. I can't wait to hear what y'all talk about. The next day, Charlie gets up, makes a cup of coffee, and heads outside into a warm, muggy summer morning with just a light breeze. The birds loudly chirp, and several sprinklers water the neighbor's lawns. Charlie starts walking with the hopes he'll see Dan on his front porch. Thankfully, Charlie sees Dan walking up to grab the paper off the sidewalk and catches his eye. Well, good morning, Dan, Charlie says. Is it always this sticky and humid in Georgia? Dan chuckles before assuredly saying, Oh, you'll get used to these summers. We call it weather you can wear. Charlie notices Dan has a way of making you feel warm and welcome when he talks. Hanging on to every word Dan says, Charlie just knows that Dan's a rare type of person. Dan also doesn't blow smoke. He tells you what you need to hear to be the best version of yourself. Oh yeah, Charlie agrees. I feel like I just stepped outside and started sweating, even though the sun is barely out. Dan laughs. That's Georgia for you. What are you up to today, Mr. Weber? Charlie takes a sip of his coffee and says, We took your advice and wrote out our list during dinner last night. At first, it was really difficult for me. I guess I never really took the time to reflect on what really makes me happy. Liza, of course, was all over it. She's very introspective, but we made it happen. It was great to see what made Liza happy and for her to see what made me happy. Well, tell me what's on y'all's list, Dan says with a proud smile. Well, I really had to think because I didn't really know what made me happy. But after some encouragement from Liza, I finished my list. We both discovered we enjoy quality time together, trips together, and we both have some hobbies that make us happy. It's so great that you were able to get that on paper. You've completed the first step of your journey. Your list will guide you when it comes to how you spend your time and why you're spending time on each thing. Ultimately, that'll be the fuel that fills your tank and gets you to where you want to be.
You say this is the first step of our journey. Could you elaborate what you mean by that? Charlie asks. Certainly, Dan smiles, seeing the hunger in Charlie's eyes. You didn't come over here just to tell me about your list. You want to know what's next. And that's exciting. But you have to understand now that you're taking a step down the path, it'll take an extreme amount of commitment. There will be times where you want to quit, or even feel like you have to quit, but you have to dig deep into your fuel tank and keep going. The things on your list are your fuel, and you have to ask yourself, am I willing to give it all for everything I want? Charlie takes a moment to think about what Dan has said. He doesn't really know where this journey will take him or how hard it will be, but he has a sense of comfort knowing Liza will be there with him. Charlie thinks, what's coming? What journey am I about to begin? How hard can it really be? I suppose these answers will come, but Liza and I have more work to do. So what's next? Charlie asks Dan. Well, now is the time to begin your journey as a pathfinder and figure out your grand plan. What's a pathfinder? Well, a pathfinder is what Maggie and I called ourselves when we began our journey to freedom. It describes a person who desires to find the path to the things that bring them the most happiness and ultimately leads them to live the life of their dreams. Once you define your dream life, then you can figure out how you'll get there, Dan says reassuringly. This grand plan is called your roadmap. How about you and Eliza join us this evening for supper, and we'll go over how to draw a roadmap that'll guide you during your new journey. Don't forget to bring a pen and paper. We'll be there, Charlie says excitedly. See you later. Call out. The roadmap. The roadmap details specifics of what your life will look like in the future. Typically, starting with a three-year horizon, it creates a clear picture of your daily life to provide clear direction for goal setting. The two of them shake hands and Charlie heads back home while Dan walks into his house. Charlie has a skip and a step. He feels so excited, but also terrified. What's this roadmap Dan mentioned? Will his life change overnight? Where will this journey take them? After returning home, Charlie eagerly waits by the phone for the call from the fire station. He sent many texts to Liza about his conversation with Dan and the dinner that night. Most of the morning goes by without a phone call while Charlie piddles with his guitar. He doesn't play often, but does enjoy it when he has the time. Charlie starts pulling out all of the ingredients for a sandwich when the phone finally starts ringing. He's offered the job and is ecstatic to accept. He begins working with the local fire department that Monday. Finally, Charlie feels like he has some direction in this new place. While he's nervous about starting somewhere new and meeting new people, he's happy to know that he can start contributing once again. He texts Liza about the job offer. She's thrilled and can't wait to get home to celebrate with him. Charlie spends the rest of his day hanging Liza's paintings in the house as he waits for Liza to come home. Liza gets home early in the afternoon after a busy school day and bursts through the door to give Charlie a big hug. Congratulations, sweetheart, Liza says as she wraps her arms around Charlie. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It will be a lot of adjusting, but I'm excited. Charlie grabs his go-to beer, a hazy IPA, from the fridge and pours a glass of Chardonnay for Liza. They sit and talk about Liza's day and share in Charlie's excitement about the new job. After they finish their drinks, Charlie and Liza grab their pens, paper, and the bottle of wine they got for Dan and head towards his house. On the walkover, Charlie and Liza hold hands but don't say a word. They catch each other's eye a few times, sharing their strong connection. They can each sense that tonight is going to be life-changing. They arrive at Dan's and knock on the door. Dan opens it with a big smile on his face, while the smell of something delightfully Italian-y wafts through the door behind him. 
Standing behind Dan is his wife, Maggie, and their two kids, Ava and Aiden. They all make introductions and head inside. On the way to the dinner table, Liza slowly walks through the foyer to take in more of the pictures and feels a burst of excitement. She wants so badly to have pictures like this on her wall one day. Over dinner, everyone talks about the kids' school day, which included a trip to a local museum where they learned about the early settlers of their town. The kids are so excited to tell Charlie and Liza about the horse-drawn carriages and battles over land rights. As a teacher, Liza feels overjoyed to hear the excitement in their voices. She thinks how awesome it is for Maggie to be their teacher and spend so much time with them. She hasn't realized it before, but Liza would love to build something similar with her future children and explore the world with them. As supper is wrapping up, Dan asks the kids to tell Charlie and Liza what their mom and dad do for a living. Quite intrigued, Charlie folds his hands under his chin to focus and not miss a single detail. The older of the two, Aiden, says, Mom and Dad provide nice houses to good people, and they let them stay there and pay them money. Being only eight years old, Aiden had a very broad understanding of what his parents did, but that was all he needed to say. And sometimes we get to go to the houses and help get them ready for the next family, Ava says with excitement. All right, my two little monsters, Maggie says. It's time to start getting ready for bed. Y'all tell the Webbers good night. Aiden and Ava get up from the dinner table and tell Charlie and Liza goodnight. They run upstairs with Maggie right behind. You have a wonderful family, and dinner was delicious. I might need to get a bigger belt if we keep having meals like this, Charlie laughs. Liza echoes Charlie's compliments as they help clear the table. After clearing the table, Dan, Charlie, and Liza sit down. Dan says, Y'all have done a great job so far. But now it's time to really dive in and turn your list into a roadmap that will direct you straight to your dream life. Eager and excited, Charlie and Liza get out their pen and paper, not knowing what will land on the page. But they're hopeful that whatever it is will bring them closer to a life with as much fulfillment as they see with Dan and Maggie. Let's get to work, Dan smiles. Chapter 2 Reflection If you haven't done your top 10 list yet, go do it now. Start thinking about your dream life with your top 10 as the foundation. After you create your top 10 list, share it with your friends, family, coworkers, etc. By sharing this list, you'll accomplish two things. One, you're making a commitment to yourself and being held accountable by those around you to live your life working towards these items. Two, you will quickly see who you want to have in your circle. If you find that the people you surround yourself with are not encouraging and supportive, you may want to surround yourself with people who will help you achieve your dream life. Becoming a Pathfinder is no light commitment. It takes a full heart and dedication to overcome the challenges it will bring. Are you ready to put in the work to becoming a Pathfinder and achieving your dream life? We hope so. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening this week. And if you like what you heard, Go ahead and shoot me an email, eric at onpurposeinvestor.com, to see if we have any promo codes left. I would love to share it with you. If for some reason uh, we do not have any promo codes left, there is still a 99 cent ebook version on Amazon that won't last forever. So go ahead and get your 99 cent ebook. And if you haven't already, leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. It really helps us get this book to as many readers as possible. And if you've already left us a review, Thank you endlessly. Seriously, we really thank you. It really helps us out a lot. 
Alright, stay tuned for the release of Chapter 3 next week, and that's all we have for you this week. As Tiffany loves to say, and I really enjoy hearing it, you only get one life, so live it purposefully. See you next week, Pathfinders.